Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 10th of October and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Well, looking at the scores on the doors from Friday night in the US, of course, the jobs number was the big number that came out. And unfortunately for the market, it did quash all those pivot potential issues that we saw last week. And certainly the uh, the, the thematic of the Fed pivoting has been dashed a little bit on the jobs number so uh, the U.S. markets, we had the Dow Jones down 630 points or 2.11% to 29,297. It had a high of down 242 points, a low of 784. So at least we were off the lows for the Dow Jones. The Nasdaq uh, copping it a little bit harder, down 3.8%, 421 points, uh, 10,652. And the S&P 500 falling 105 points or 2.8% in the middle for diddle, 36.40 there. Interestingly, though, the VIX didn't actually spike that much, up 2.8% to 31.36. So not a massive move up in that VIX index, but heading higher nonetheless. SPY futures pointing to a 61-point loss or 0.9 of a percent. Well, we'll see how things pan out, obviously, as the day goes on. But the big news out of the U.S. on Friday night, of course, was that non-farm payrolls number, which increased 263,000 in September, which was a little bit more than expected. Uh, there was a 315,000 gain in August, and the unemployment rate in the U.S. unexpectedly ticked down, ticked down to to 3.5%. The market was hoping that the weaker jobs report would come in and it would give the Fed some wriggle room in terms of those rate rises. But now it looks as if the Fed is kind of boxed in a little bit. Average hourly earnings were up 0.3% month on month, level with prior month, but softer than the 0.4% consensus. Now 5% for year on year. And we had some more Fed speak as well. Uh, with uh, one of the Federal Reserve Chiefs, Waller, uh, saying that he expects additional rate hikes into the new year and Fed not considering slowing or halting tightening due to financial stability concerns. So the Fed Reserve Chiefs continue to tell the market that it is not for turning. And the market obviously has decided that maybe it is not for turning. So uh, we shall see. But we do get a big CPI number from the US this week. So that's going to be the focal point on Thursday. So keep an eye out for that. In European markets, we had the stock 600 down 1.2%. The FTSE was pretty much unchanged. Germany down 1.6%. France down one2 Spain down 1%. Looking across to commodities markets, well, the big news continues to be the oil price, which is pushing ever, ever higher following that OPEC decision last week to cut supply by around 2 million barrels a day. Brent crude up to 97.92, up $3.50 or 3.7%. Oil for WTI was up $4.47, 5.05% on Friday night, 92.92. We did see the gold price come under pressure as that US dollar pushed higher again. The US dollar index was up nearly half a percent, 
to 112.8. The gold price falling $26.30 or 1.53% to 1694.5. So back below 1700 for the gold price. In other commodities, we had copper down around 0.9, nickel down 0.2, aluminium down 0.8, zinc taking a bath down 2.8%, lead up 0.6%, and the tonne market was down around 3%. In overseas miners, BHP was down 0.8% in ADR terms. Rio managing a small rise up 0.23% in ADR. Looking at some of the other stocks in the mining sector overseas, Freeport McMoran down 2.9%, Alcoa down 2.1%, Tech down 0.9%, we had Anglo down 0.2%, Glencore pretty much unchanged, Vale down 0.6%, and Arbomile in the lithium space down around 3%. Looking at US stocks in general, we did see that tech sector come under serious pressure. Apple was down 3.7%, Meta was down 4%, Google down 2.7%, Microsoft down 5.1%, Amazon 4.8%, Tesla 6.3%, Twitter uh, pretty much unchanged, down only 0.4%. Netflix though falling 6.4%, and the US banks all falling around 1.5 to 2%, with Bank of America the worst down 2.3%, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, took a 7.3% hit on Friday, so not good news there. In other news coming out on Friday, of course, over the weekend, we have seen that bridge from uh, or from Russia into the Crimea being attacked, and Putin is meeting with his top officials after the blast, calling it terrorism. And Mohammed El Aradin has blamed the Fed for very high risk of a damaging recession. And China on Bloomberg, this is a cracker, has hailed Elon Musk's proposal for Taiwan's unification. Uh, Mr. Musk on uh, over the weekend was tweeting about Taiwan, one country, two systems. That is the framework for the basic principle for resolving the Taiwan question, he said. So um, good to see Elon Musk weighing into the Chinese issue there. And global finance chiefs gather in Washington this week for the first fully in-person IMF and World Bank meetings since the pandemic. And more importantly, as far as our market goes and global markets, we do see US reporting season kicking off this week. Uh, We do have third quarter season earnings. Uh, PepsiCo is the first one kicking off on Wednesday. We've got Walgreens Boots, Domino's Pizza Thursday, and the banks kick off on Friday. JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and Morgan Stanley also dropping their numbers, as well as the CPI number as well on Thursday. The Bank of Canada's Governor Tiff Macklem has said that food price inflation is set to slow, helped in part by reasonably good harvests in Canada and other countries, he says. So certainly some some room for a little bit of optimism there, at least according to the Bank of Canada's uh, head teller. As far as our market goes today, of course, 61 points down on the SPY, so it's not going to be a particularly good start. We did have a 55-point drop on our market on Friday, so maybe some of the caution and some of the pessimism about the US jobs number was baked in, but certainly no one's going to be particularly brave on a Monday. School's back today as well, 
So uh, there will be a bit more volume as some players have come back from their holidays. But certainly 61 points, not great. And commodities, apart from energy, a little bit sippy-saggy. So we might see the market come under a little bit of pressure. But uh, 61 points does seem about right for the market heading into the US week, of course. Uh, It does give them two days over the weekend to take a little bit of stock after those jobs numbers on Friday. So maybe there'll be a slight rethink, but all eyes will be on US futures, of course, when they do reopen. Uh, They do start trading on Sunday night, their time, which is in our time zone. As far as uh, economic announcements today, we've got the Australian Industry Group Service Index, which we're all waiting for with bated breath. The ABS data, we have for August monthly business turnover indicators. Uh, Markets currently pricing in a higher peak Fed Fed fund rate following the stronger-than-expected U.S. payrolls number, that uh, one on Friday. Traders are now betting that U.S. rates will peak at 4.65 in March 2023. Ten years in the U.S. uh, were pretty much unchanged after that number, 3.888. Two years, though, uh, uh, 4.312%. People are now starting to look at the two-year rate instead of the ten-year rate. Uh, In uh, the Aussie ten years, 3.914%. And the Aussie dollar at 63.70. 63.70 is once again the US dollar is in the ascendancy. So that will certainly have an impact uh, as we go forward. It certainly cushions a little bit of the blow from softer commodity prices. Uh, AMI, which is Aurelia Metals, is seeking funds. They're looking at a $60 million equity raise. And Dubber, they did lodge some numbers on Friday, but the suspension remains there. And Regis Resources initiated a neutral at UBS. Mineral Resources have released their Lithium Mineral Resource and Reserve Update. Wagina indicated inferred mineral resource estimated at 259.2 million tonnes at 1.17 lithium uh, oxide. We also have uh, GAL out this morning. Uh, That's uh, Galileo. They have an announcement about a new nickel sulfide zone discovered north of Callisto. So that's uh, good news for them. Uh, Galileo Mining doing okay. So we'll see how they fare today. And this week, of course, we have FinFest on Saturday. And uh, I'm presenting my high conviction stock uh, idea for FinFest. I have uh, must, must admit I've gone back to an old favourite. But what's your high conviction stock at the moment? Certainly on Friday night on Ausbiz on the call, Energy was very much in focus, and I'm going to be looking at some energy stocks this week as well uh, in the oil and gas space, something that gets a little bit overlooked. I think our small oil and gas players have been a little bit overlooked. We've concentrated on the Santos and the Woodsides of this world, and of course coal companies in the coal space, but we haven't really spent a lot of time looking at the smaller oil and gas plays. Karun doing very well at the moment on the back of that new royalty agreement with Brazil. But uh, certainly something to think about. So what is your high conviction stock of the moment? Love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that. I can share that with other members as well. So looking forward to getting some answers on that. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.